When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, who has not taken advantage of the week-free trial of the fitness app yet. Check it out. It is a one-stop shop for all your fitness, nutrition, and wellness needs. Custom meal plans, personalized workout programs, meditations, sleep programs, community, support, and so much more. You can use it on any device, anywhere, any place, anytime. No equipment needed or all the equipment in the world is in there. There's yoga, there's kickboxing, there's audio only workouts, there's HIIT training, weight loss programs, prenatal programs, anything and everything you can think of is in the fitness app. And if you go to thefitnessapp.com slash podcast deal, you can get 25% off an annual subscription for $89.99 a year. So check it out and start your free trial today. Welcome to Keeping It Real Conversations with Jillian Michaels. Oh, that was nice. God <laughs> darn it. That was so good. Schminders. Hey, um, know, it felt super pro. I'm still setting up my uh, computer here, even though you asked me if I was set up. Um, team, today's conversation is with Dr. Sonia Jensen. So she's a naturopath uh, who has just written a book called Woman Unleashed. And she talks about in the book, literally, release your story, revive your hormones, reclaim your freedom. That's the subtitle. Uh, but what we're really looking at, what the book is really looking at, what we're going to be talking about in particular, that I think not enough doctors talk about. They probably don't feel comfortable talking about it, but it's now proven that this is true. Our emotional traumas. And the traumas of our parents, even our grandparents, impact our physical health. Um, you can call it somatizing. You can call it manifesting. But the mechanisms are real. So what I mean by mechanisms, because a lot of times people will make these woo-woo claims, you know, and you're like, sure, okay, yeah, right, sure, okay. If you can show me the proof, the fact, the connection, the mechanism how an emotional trauma becomes physical, right? You've got me. So I'm going to give you guys a couple examples um, that I will be talking about with Dr. Jensen. 
one of which is the way our uh, our situational trauma or circumstance right impacts our biochemistry so first we can talk about fight or flight sympathetic nervous system versus parasympathetic nervous system you know the whole rest and digest fight or flight thing well what do we think is happening when the body is activating these two different components of our nervous system like when you talk fight or flight you're getting cortisol adrenaline it's changing your biochemistry rest and digest is changing your biochemistry, your biochemistry, your hormone balance, the expression of your genetics is all dynamic. And what that means is that we impact it by what's going on in our environment, how we live, what we eat, whether or not we sleep, all of the different stressors changes the expression of our genetics and our biochemistry, right? Because our body is always looking to seek homeostasis and it's always reacting to the stimulus around us to keep us alive. This is why when we starve ourselves and we go into a state of famine, unless you're morbidly obese, your body is going to go, oh my God, there's not enough, there's not enough food coming in and we have too much energy going out. So it's going to change your biochemistry to release more hormones that store fat, more hormones that increase hunger, right? And less hormones that burn fat and maintain muscle because those things, we don't need muscle if we're starving. In fact, it burns more calories, less HGH, more cortisol. It's going to shift your biochemistry. So you have a trauma and it's going to impact your biochemistry. When your biochemistry is impacted over time, all of this stuff can impact everything from gut health to cellular mutations, things like cancer. Now, I'm not saying that's the sole reason. I'm just saying that's a huge component that no one's looking at. When we talk about autoimmune conditions and inflammatory issues, things like fibromyalgia, a lot of people are now starting to believe that this is an impact of past emotional trauma. And even when we look at the traumas of our parents and our grandparents, uh, maybe you read my book, The Six Keys, you've got your epigenome. And we can change our epigenome based on the things we go through and then pass that on to our offspring. And we're going to get into more depth on that topic with Dr. Jensen. So we're looking at how, right, the ways in which our past and our traumas and our parents' traumas have impacted us and created this biochemical blueprint. Um, And we're looking at some simple stuff, supplementation, diet, stress management, of course, to help us mitigate these things. But I believe so often we feel helpless. And I know I myself have felt that certain things are going to be a foregone conclusion, whether it's PMS or whether it's, I didn't have a baby, but after writing, um, oh my gosh, Jillian, yeah, baby. It seemed to me that postpartum, I, I found it amazing that women could dodge it because the progesterone just levels go off of a cliff the minute the baby's born. So it would seem almost inevitable. And yet some, some women don't suffer from postpartum. And there's, of course, varying degrees. But all of this stuff we can impact from your monthly cycle to how you experience menopause to postpartum after having a baby to preventing disease and to just having a better quality of life. So that's what Dr. Jensen's book is about, Woman Unleashed. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but I'm wondering, Cindy, you got, you got ovarian cancer 
Mm. at a really young age, mama. Yeah. That's yeah. young. We're, we're, how old were you? You were late 46. 40s? Yeah. Mid 40s. Dude, that's here's what's crazy. Okay. Mm. 46. My back. I have my back issues at 47 and a dear friend of mine, breast cancer at 47. Mm. And I'm starting to notice this like life changing wake up call at that mid to late forties. Do you think I'm nuts? No. In fact, uh, you know, I went to a a Waldorf school, Uh, Rudolf Steiner started these schools way back in, I don't know, early 1900s. I don't know. He, um, he, I didn't know that he, well, he believes in the cycle and life cycles are life cycles every seven years, basically. So like you would be starting a new cycle somewhere. Heard that whole Saturn return thing, but I never bought it, but maybe there's something to it. Yeah. I think it's like every seven to eight years or something. You know, you think about about your stages of, you know, 7, 14, 21, 28. 28 And and I, I always oh, thought it was because, oh my God, I'm not like young, young, young in my 20s. I'm almost 30. But the truth is, you know, maybe it, it is because our hormones are changing as well. I don't know. It was the impact of all this stuff over time. You know what I mean? But yeah. all I know is I'm starting to see. And again, guys, we haven't really dug into this. We're, we're going to explain what I'm talking about um, in next week's show. But I had a, a life-changing injury last year. Um, life-changing injury. And I, I was like, what? How does this happen so dramatically, so powerfully? And it happened to be during a time that I was really struggling, um, Mm -hmm. really going through some stuff. And I found it to be no small coincidence that it happened at that time. It was like my back broke, like legit broke. And it felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. Mm. You know, was it Louise Hay? Who probably she had that whole book of like, you know, if you lose your voice, it's because there's something you're not saying or that you're trying to say, or you can't say, huh? Uh, I know my Italian girlfriend doesn't have that problem. She loses her voice when she lets me have it. Yeah, so we only funny. lose our voices when we yeah, yell. <laughs> she really does. It's so funny. I tell her all the time. I, you know, this woman has no problem saying what she thinks and passionately, right? But there is absolutely no bite to her bark. None. Not a not a mean, actual mean bone in her body. She'll be like, what the hell? What, what, what are you thinking, Shane? You know, or she'll, she'll get passionate or she'll get pissed at me about something, but there's never like meanness behind it. Does that make right. any sense? Yeah. The words that come never. out aren't mean. It's just, it's no, just never. Uh, where they're spoken passionately. Yes. Passion's yes. a good word. Yes. And then if she loses her voice, I'm like, well, I told you there was no need to take it to that. <laughs> but I wonder sometimes I'm like, maybe we just need to yell more. Cause it's like, it then we wouldn't good. actually, yeah, it's like, just yell more. It doesn't say anything mean ever. I don't know. Well, yell listen, more, love more. Yes. <laughs> and all of that coming up with Dr. Sonia Jensen, Woman Unleashed. Your business was going great, but now your team is buried in manual work. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, one. 
37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Jillian. That's netsuite.com slash Jillian to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash Jillian. All right, guys, we are back with Dr. Sonia Jensen, and we're talking about her new book, Woman Unleashed. Dr. Jensen, welcome to Keeping It Real. How are you? I'm great, and I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? You've more than earned this opportunity and so many more with all of your accolades. Um, You know, when I first got your book, and it was, oh, it's a book all about hormones from a female doctor who's also a naturopath. I was like, yes. I <laughs> I'm like, that, that's our demo in a nutshell. Yes, please book her right away. Um, so the first thing I, I thought we could talk about is what do you do? I wanted you to mm-hmm. explain to everybody right away so they understand what being a naturopath means, mm-hmm. you know, what Woman Unleashed means, the title of your book, and mm-hmm. how you incorporate hormones into this type of medicine. I know it's a lot mm-hmm. to digest, but go. Yeah, it's a great question. So my background's actually in cell biology when I went to university, and I've just always been so enamored by the human body and the human form. And you probably saw a little bit about that in my story with just my own journey with my body and recognizing the beauty in it after all the work that I did through my trauma work. And when I went into naturopathic school, it really shifted the lens that I was looking at the body with mm. before I was in that allopathic model and thinking I was going to go down that route. And then I started to see, well, you know, my mind, my emotions, my environment, what I eat, how I move, everything influences how my body is going to respond and what my biology is going to create, the environment it's going to create for me. So during that process of naturopathic school, I got a divorce. I became who I really was. Mm -hmm. And then working with women for the past 12 years now, I really started to recognize how disconnected we are from our decisions that we make because of our emotions, because of our past stories, because of the conditioning that's been put on us from our environments, from our lineages, from our culture, that that starts to really change how our hormones are responding because they're just our messengers. And then, you know, women will show up with the symptoms of waking that they can't deal with, insomnia, hot flashes, night sweats, just not feeling like themselves. And I just really knew I needed to connect those dots for all of us so that we understood that we are this whole individual that carries this huge backpack full of stuff. And sometimes we think, that the response or reaction we're having in a moment is because of that moment, but it's really because of everything that's in there. And the body is just constantly whispering and telling us our story. What I love so much right away 
about you is that you have traditional training, but then you've taken this alternate approach that expands upon that, where you look at the body from a 360 perspective, you're integrating history, trauma, how it impacts your physiology. And so many, and there's, there's nothing wrong with traditional medicine. I mean, I, there's a time and place for all of the above, and I'm sure you integrate all of the above, but nobody is really looking at uh, I think the way, as you you would say, you're saying, trauma changes your your physical health, how it manifests. Mm-hmm. Can you expand a little bit about you and your story? Because you talked about yeah. doing your own work and how it brought you here. Can you mm-hmm. tell the audience a little bit about your personal journey with your own mm-hmm. trauma and how it brought you to go into being a naturopath? Yeah, for sure. So. The my processing actually began in naturopathic school. So at that time in my early, early 20s, um, I got married to somebody that I thought I was supposed to be married to. Um, right. (laughs) As as some of us do. You think you should. Yes, (laughs) I know that one well. Yeah. Yeah. I was staying in the box that I was supposed to stay in and making just decisions just because maybe I should, or this is the way it's supposed to be. And it was interesting how I actually found naturopathic medicine. I was actually going down the route of um, registered massage therapist because again, I really love the body. I actually wanted to do more fitness and I just wanted to incorporate all of that. And I accidentally called the wrong number one day. And all of a sudden it was the naturopathic school. And I started asking questions. I'm like, well, what do you teach? Because I was always introduced to Ayurvedic medicine just because of my family history. So that was just incorporated into life. And as this woman started telling me, well, we look at the whole body, we use herbs, we use nutrition, we use fitness, we use chiropractic, we use all these tools. And then that's what you get to use to help support another human. And I was like, sign me up. And so within two weeks, I, I changed my path. And then as I was moving through that, and then I started working with women in the clinic, I really started to notice that they were mirroring for me what my life would be like in 20 years if I didn't change what I was doing. And it was really that year also that I started having these memories of a deep-seated trauma that happened when I was eight years old and being in a room with older men and witnessing my cousin getting sexually abused and then that same thing happening to me. And so I had no idea that it was even there for so many years. And I started to recognize that so many of my decisions were made because of that moment, because it was that moment that I stopped being a child. It was that moment that I stopped trusting myself, that I started carrying this weight that I couldn't save this little girl who was younger than me, who was right in front of me. So I became that rescuer in my life. And as I started to witness that in myself and I started to notice in my body, my uterus was inflamed. I had PCOS, I had all these challenges. Depression was very easy for me, a state to get into. I started to recognize that, wow, that, that moment. And for me, it was a big T trauma. And then there's like, you know, there's micro traumas that I feel like have a very similar effect, but it really unraveled me for many years. So I got divorced. I moved to Southeast Asia, did my own work. I met my now husband in school and was a really good friend of mine. And he was supporting me through this whole process. And now we're 12 years into our marriage. We're two boys, businesses together. And we've just 
constantly are supporting one another and recognizing our stories and also accepting my shadow really supported me. And then I started to really heal my body. I started to listen. I started to trust. I started to understand that I am worth being taken care of, that I, I have purpose here, that I, I need to be here on this earth. And as soon as that clicked in, everything kind of shifted for me. Right. I think people understand physical mechanisms of disease, mm. right? And I think they understand emotional mechanisms of uh, depression, anxiety. It's like, oh, this happened to you, so you're depressed. This happened to you, so you're anxious. Oh, you know, you broke your leg as a child, so now you walk with a limp, right? Mm. They, they get that. I think the common disconnect, not just with doctors, but with people, is understanding how something like what you just described can cause ulcers, mm -hmm. infertility. And I, I don't mean to sound like I'm reaching, but so many different doctors I've spoken to, autoimmune conditions, fibromyalgia, I, I mean, these emotional things manifest. We somatize. My mom's a, a psychoanalyst and she talks about how these traumas manifest in the body. And I began to try to understand that. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, okay, it changes the biochemistry of your brain, your mood, right? And then that's going to shift the biochemistry of your overall hormone. And then that's going to impact the way you behave, which is going to take a foot. But mm -hmm. no one can explain the mechanisms better than you can. Mm -hmm. So could you talk about how these traumas manifest into mm -hmm. physical issues and maybe give people insight on how real that is. And then don't yeah. worry, guys, we're going to, we're going to take <laughs> you to the solution. But I think understanding yeah. this piece and learning how pain manifests emotionally into something physical is really important. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful question. So I'll first kind of speak to the science of it, of the brain and how, how it works and how it responds to a trauma. So when a trauma is happening, we all have an awareness of that fight or flight response in the body. So there's fight, fight, freeze, or I call please as well, the fourth one. So in that moment, there's going to be a rise in hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, and there's going to be this fuel that goes to our muscles to, so that we can run away from that danger. So that's something that, you know, we need to experience in life. That kind of stress is good so that it teaches our body when to respond appropriately. But when there's an emotional response with that, the hippocampus where the memory is stored is storing all of the environment, the senses. So it's looking at the sights, the sounds, the smells, the triggers, all of it's being stored in the hippocampus for memory for next time. So we know how to respond quicker. And so when there's a trigger and that trigger could be a smell, we walk by somebody and it's a cologne or we're cooking something. And it's like a memory of like maybe our, our upbringing and, you know, our parents fighting in the kitchen while your mom's cooking something and it's a similar smell. So it could be something so small, but yet so significant to the body and the mind. So in that moment, the amygdala wakes up 
it goes to the limbic system. It's like, okay, what emotion am I feeling right now? Okay, great. Hippocampus, tell me, where did we feel this again? Okay, there's the memory. Okay, great. Now let's talk to the hypothalamus, which will then tell the pituitary gland to secrete the appropriate hormone to fight, flight, freeze, or please. And so when we're living in that constantly every day, because we're triggered all the time and we're not even aware of it, it's happening at that subconscious place as well. The hormones are just like, got it. You don't need to thrive. You just need to survive. So I'm going to put aside your progesterone, your estrogen, and your testosterone. You don't need these. You just need your cortisol and your adrenaline so you can get through your day. And that could just be making lunches for your kids and dropping them off. And it's that same response just because we're being triggered by that action and maybe having thoughts about not being worthy as a mom or not doing it right and all the various oh. stories we tell oh ourselves it is so true everything you're talking about and you think to yourself like am i should i be struggling with this the way that i am mm. maybe i'm not meant to be doing this maybe yeah. this isn't maybe i made a mistake taking all of this on maybe i'm not good enough at this and i'm not that person i'm not mm. and it, i think to my, myself if i go through this with all the help and all the confidence and all the work i've done I can't imagine. I can't imagine what other women without all the resources I have must be feeling. Yeah. And that's just it. That we're walking around unaware that all of that is happening. All of that story is being played out within our bodies. So the moment we become aware, sometimes there's grief and anger and all these other emotions that show up because then all of a sudden we're attaching to guilt and shame that, oh, wow, I created this within myself. And yet there's so much beauty and opportunity in that because now we get to release that story that we've been holding on to. And in the book, I created this, um, these archetypes that women can kind of relate to, the, the duchess, the diva, and the damsel to describe, you know, when we're stuck in a certain way of being and living, these are the things that are going to manifest in our hormonal system. So for example, the Duchess is like the CEO, right? She's the one that gets everything done. She's got a schedule. She's got her alarm clock going. She knows what lunches are going to be made. She knows exactly what to do. She's got it going on, which Type is beautiful. A. Type A. Type A, okay. Right. So it's a beautiful thing because she gets her desires met. She's living you know, the dream that she wants, but her internal world isn't matching that external world. So often she's got insomnia. Often she's got some sort of IBS because she can't slow down and actually chew her food. There's no time, right? So often she's the one that's going to have irregular periods and she may not go for birth control or these other things because she's got to conquer this as well. So everything's about conquering and controlling because maybe Something happened to her when she was young where she had to control her environment. And that's the only way she knows how to be. So then come menopause or perimenopause, she's usually the one that has the hot flashes, the migraines, like her body is now really waking up and screaming at her saying, look at what has happened. That's we need to slow down. Hot flashes. My, I, thought, I thought that was menopause period. Everyone gets that. No, this is, this is the story that we've been told if you were to talk to generations before, like if I asked my grandmother, what was your menopause like? What menopause? You know, what are you talking about? Well, your hot flashes, night sweats, your vaginal dryness, all of that. What are you talking about? So we have been told that these are normal things to look forward to in quotation marks. So now there's fear that we're creating in women about aging. 
You're telling me that's not a universal issue? It's not. There's some real things that happen. Like, for example, our progesterone and our testosterone start declining at 25. So if we know that, we know there's things that we can do in our 30s and later in our 40s that are going to support the progesterone. So how do we support progesterone? We're going to look at stress tools. So we're not constantly pouring that progesterone into that cortisol and constantly in that survival mode. So this, this is the issue. We're not living in a village anymore. We're not living in community anymore. We're not moving through these processes supported like we would in the past. So now we're in this fight or flight stress state and survival mode up into that point where we're moving through perimenopause. So the body hasn't been in a thriving state at all. So then yes, you're going to experience the hot flashes, the night sweats, the weight gain because of insulin resistance, all the insomnia, all the various things, because leading up to there, we couldn't, we didn't pause. We didn't know to pause and recognize our everyday life is contributing to that time in life. So you've got the, the duchess, Yes. What, what is the, what is the, the other, the other, you named yeah. two, two others or were there three two others? others. Yeah. The okay. damsel and the diva. So the damsel usually looks at life as if it's happening to her, not for her. And she's huh. often not able to use her voice because Ugh. stuff has happened to her. Right. So she's not using her voice. So usually it's going to manifest as thyroid issues, uh, maybe even some form of cancer maybe even some form of like real disconnect with herself and this inability to say no, because the only way she's getting recognition is through the power of saying yes to everything. But what that's doing is depleting her. But her that's polar- my friend who mm. had breast, breast cancer. Yeah. She's not a victim. I mean, but she's, she never says no. Yeah. And it like takes it all on and it is depleting her. She's got, she's got horrendous, menopausal symptoms mm-hmm. and got breast cancer when she was my age. And mm-hmm. we were just, just yesterday talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something I see so often. And we may find that there's pieces of each archetype that we utilize in different parts of our life. Maybe at home, we turn into the damsel or maybe at the workspace where all of a sudden the duchess, right? So we may utilize these different forms again, to survive our moments, to get through our day. Because the last one is the diva, and this is all perfection, right? Everything on the outside looks perfect. The glass is full, half full, but there's no room to look at the shadow because if she looks at it, she's going to break. So she's usually stopped in her tracks. It's usually um, this woman's going to end up having fibroids, bleeding so much that she can't even leave her home because then she's forced to reflect. She's forced to look at her life and see that she's been living with this mask on for so long, again, probably put it on for some reason, for some safety that she needed for herself. How does one give that up? Because yeah. if these survival mechanisms are exactly that, right? I, I, I am type A, I, I need that to mm-hmm. function, but I also do have a little bit of the like, afraid to say no, yeah. feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. Yeah. And even though I know I'm doing it to myself, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard for me to learn how to say no to that. Yeah. How do you just abandon these roles overnight? What's the alternative? Yeah. I don't think you have to abandon them at all. Actually. I think you have to relate to them differently. I think you have to use them to your advantage. So they're not controlling you, but instead you're utilizing them when they're needed. 
So like the Duchess is all action. So if you're focusing on creating something in your life and you need action, you're going to utilize the parts of the Duchess you need, but then you're going to recognize where the driving force is, why you're doing what you're doing. And then you're going to bring in pieces into your life that are going to balance that out for you. So maybe now you're scheduled in a way that you have self-care time and you have time to take action and work on the project that you're working on. So you're going to start to recognize where where it's coming from, where the beliefs are coming from, why this is the driving factor in your life so that you can bring in pieces to balance that out so you can tap in and out. You're not stuck there. It's the stuckness that causes the issue. Yeah. That makes sense. I totally get that. You, though, as a naturopath are looking Mm -hmm. at this from a myriad of angles, right? So you have Mm -hmm. the emotional response to it, but you also have dietary practice Mm -hmm. and meditations and yoga and breath work. Mm -hmm. How does all of this come into play cohesively? How much of it is food and how much of it is fitness and how much of it is meditation? Is there a balance or do you just do what you can? Or is one of those things enough? Because I think when we hear like, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to breathe and then I got to do and then I got to, people just out Mm. and check out. Yeah. Yeah. So I teach simplicity. So you do one thing and you first recognize, I find if you start at the physical right? You start to feel better. You bring your energy up. You do the things that need to happen. Now there's space and time to dive in deeper. So once you start to self-discover, once you start to recognize where you are in your life, what stage you're in, where you are in your cycle, what's going on for you, like really mapping out you, you will then know what's the first thing. Maybe the first thing is hiring a personal trainer Maybe the first thing is getting someone to cook your meals for you for a little while, just so you get a break and you start to understand how you can food combine properly for you. So maybe those are the simple steps you take to feel nourished. So then you can step into that other space of like, okay, what were my driving factors? What, why, why am I who I am right now? Where did that come from? Because when you start to unravel that, that's a whole other story. And you need energy in order to do that. Sure do. Yeah. All right, guys, <laughs> we, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to dig into some specific conditions from menopause to PMS to low energy uh, questions you guys sent in, which were, I, I mean, there were so many of them. So we're going <laughs> to, I took like 20 questions and made them one for you, doc. Don't worry. We will be right back with Dr. Sonia Jensen. And we're talking about her new book, Woman Unleashed. All right, team. You know, I love Skims underwear because I've mentioned them and have been wearing them for, gosh, a little over a year now. So I finally had to try their bras and Skims has delivered yet again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. Even the underwire bras I wear all day are so comfortable, I barely even notice I'm wearing them. Whether it's the weightless scoop bra, the fits everybody bra, the plunge bra, the fits everybody t-shirt bra. I always get them in sand, so you never notice them. Super comfortable. Love them. Wear them nonstop all the time. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. 
now. Available in 62 sizes, 38 of 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, guys, we are back with Dr. Sonia Jensen, and we're talking about her new book, Woman Unleashed. So, Doc, uh, as I promised the audience, I'm going to get to their questions. Wow, a lot of PMS questions. So now you, mm-hmm. you have me wondering, first off, I always got PMS in that the day before I got my period, I wanted to kill somebody. I was like, oh, <laughs> I must be getting my period tomorrow because I'm <laughs> homicidal and everything's wrong and everything makes me unhappy. And then I just, I just had to get through 24 hours. And then I was like, I was okay. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I suffered from PCOS and endometriosis and I managed to get it under control with diet and exercise. But I, and even when I'm just about to get my period, I will get night sweats and I n- no other time of the month mm. in my whole life it was like that. I always just thought, well, it's PMS. That's normal. My hormones are changing at this time of the month. Is that not normal? Should we not be having PMS symptoms? Because based on the questions I've gotten, everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a common thing for all women to experience. And I think there's so many misconceptions around that. So one thing that I'll bring awareness to is, you know, when we wake up in the morning, what we do throughout the day is going to set you up for your sleep that night. It's the same thing with your monthly cycle. What you do in the beginning is going to set you up for that cycle that comes a month later. So all the the decisions that we're making, how we're eating, how we're moving, and all those various things are going to contribute to the hormones that increase in that last half. So the first half of your cycle is dominated more by estrogen and testosterone kind of around ovulation and then progesterone, more of that luteal phase. 
So progesterone is that warm hug hormone, the one that regulates everything. It's anti-anxiety. It's the one that keeps us feeling calm because it supports GABA, which is a neurotransmitter that helps the whole body feel at ease. So often the case is that women have lower progesterone in that last half. It's not getting to thrive. So how do we help that progesterone thrive? So we know that progesterone turns into cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So stress tools, breath work, yoga, meditation, um, work at, working out, like whatever helps you feel at ease, that's going to support you in that time. You use utilizing herbs like chase tree is a beautiful herb that's going to help to upregulate progesterone in the body. So that's something you can do. Eating, I've never even heard of that chase tree. Chase tree, Vitex is the other name. This is in the book. It's yeah, this it's part in is in the book. Um, it's dependent okay. on like the woman on like, so I would work with somebody that can kind of tell you how you want to take it, but on average, get the she, book then yeah, basically. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So testing can be helpful in that regard too. And then for food, having nurturing food, that's like, you know, those healthy carbohydrates, like yams are going to feed your progesterone. Um, just making sure that you're listening to your body when it comes to movement in that last half of your cycle too. Cause often we feel we can move the same way we did in the beginning and at the end. So just making sure that you're listening to that because the more tuned in we are, the higher the progesterone goes, the less you're going to have that PMS feeling. The other thing that contributes to it is toxicity. So if your liver is stagnant, so supporting your liver throughout the month, like having meals that are, you know, with greens and doing castor oil packs over top of your liver that can support Back just up. flow. Stop. <laughs> Back up. Yep. <laughs> okay. I haven't heard that one. Talk to me about that one and explain yeah. the mechanism. Yeah. So what castor am I doing? oil, you're putting castor oil over your liver. Is yeah, this well, really work? How does yeah, it really, are you it, sure? I, I, I've been using it for a long time. What it does, this is what you do. Yeah. But how, what is the mechanism if it's over the liver? Because so it's what it's doing. Skin. Yeah. So the skin is like our most absorbable organ, right? So it's okay. going to absorb everything in. And what it's doing is increasing circulation to the area essentially. So when oh. you increase circulation, now all of a sudden things wake up in the body, your white blood cells start to kind of wake up a little bit. The circulation is going. So the liver is working just a little bit so it's more. It's not going through the digestive tract. I'm like, that's not possible. No. There's no mechanism. It's, it's attracting. No, it's attracting things. Yeah. It's attracting so it's, blood flow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea that castor oil did that. Yeah. So it's going to so increase castor oil patch on the liver. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. I, now no, I had don't. to ask the questions. Sorry, <laughs> no, doc. I love, sorry, I love doc. the questions. Go ahead. So as that's happening, so, you know, many women deal with constipation often. So this is going to increase yeah. your bowel movements. So that's yes. going to help with PMS as well. It's going to increase blood flow to the liver. So it can actually detoxify those excess estrogens from our environment that we get from our food with pesticides, from the products that we're using. So that's going to also support that progesterone at the end of that cycle to start to really eliminate some of it, especially that irritability factor. And that's the, probably the most common one where all of a sudden, you know, Oof. something that your partner may have said a week or two before would have been fine, but they say the same thing in that moment and you just want to bite their head off. Oh and that's because of that. You just not, you, it's like, there's something gnawing at you on your, in your right. internal system. So this is just bringing ease to all of that. And um, also with postpartum, mm. that's usually because progesterone goes off of a cliff after you mm -hmm. have a baby. Right. And it's yeah. almost, it seems, I never try to scare anybody, but it almost seems inevitable. Women that don't get it, I'm blown away. 
yeah. wow, that's amazing that you managed yeah. to, but it seems it can be different with every pregnancy where it sounds that's like right. you can change your cycle every month by how you're behaving. And I do notice if yeah. I drink more, boobs hurt way more. If I exercise yeah. more, boobs hurt way less. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not I get cramps, if I, it, I notice it in particular with how much I'm training yeah. and how much I drink. If I allow yeah. myself to drink more wine, it's worse. Yeah. Yeah. If it's I having don't, that awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I, paying attention to it. Um, you're absolutely right. And, and as I started to kind of notice those little things, I now see very clearly, obviously, I don't know how I missed this, that you can impact it on a monthly basis, but for some mm-hmm. reason that never really occurred to me mm-hmm. that I could take it month by month, practically. Absolutely. What is primrose? Primrose oil. I've heard this one. Yeah. Thoughts yeah. on that one for PMS? I've heard that a lot. And, yeah. it, and then I also want to ask you, you know, how do you feel about women? Because they ask me these questions like, what should I take? What about black cohosh? Mm. You know, I don't think I'd be messing with, I don't mess with this stuff. I don't treat these. I am not qualified mm-hmm. to use supplements to treat conditions. You're yeah. a doctor. You can do that. Yeah. But women ask me, you need to see someone. You start messing mm-hmm. with that stuff all by yourself and you can make a mess. Take supplements yeah. to support your body. Don't take supplements to heal a medical condition unless you're seeing a doctor. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll stay on point one. What else for PMS would you recommend mm-hmm. supplement-wise mm-hmm. like Primrose? Is that a thing mm-hmm. or no? Yeah. So the way the evening Primrose oil works, it's stabilizing your cellular membrane. So it's got more of that omega-6 oil in there. So there's there's so much talk between omega-6 and omega-3. There's some like right. misconceptions, right? So omega-6 from trans fats and those oils, like the canola oil and like those, those are the ones that we don't want. Right. Inflammatory. Exactly. Right. This omega-6 is actually helping your cells. It's helping their capacity to absorb more nutrients. It's helping your skin. It's helping the brain because the brain is actually more fat than anything else. So it's helping support that foundation. It's not curing anything. It's creating a foundation. So for when, when you eat the right foods, when you take the other things, it's bringing in more of that nutrient into your cells. So you're absorbing that more. So it does help. Um, many women that are sometimes experiencing hot flashes, for example, because they are experiencing those hot flashes because of the depletion that their body has gone through before with like healthy fat versus those trans fats that we were just talking about. Right. So often there's this feeling of like, oh, this thing is, this supplement's going to change everything. But what it's actually doing, it's, it's retraining your body essentially. And that's what you want to start doing. So magnesium is another one that most of us are deficient in because it's just not in our soil anymore. So I think all women should be on magnesium and that's also going to support your PMS. Zinc supports progesterone as well. So having the right amount of zinc, but again, it's like what you were saying, you want to be working with somebody because you can actually overdo it with zinc. And now you're throwing your copper out of balance, right? So you really want to get to know you because it's so different for everyone hot flashes. Does that, Mm. that seems to torture women. Yeah. They talk to me. I mean, my God, that and belly fat during Mm -hmm. menopause. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there something different that you would do to attack hot flashes? I hear they're just just hell. Yeah. So it's, 
the manifestation may be different. The foundation's usually the same. So testing first, right? So test to see where's your progesterone? Where's your testosterone? What is your insulin like? Are you in an insulin resistant state right now? So working at it from that angle. And then hot flashes are directly in Chinese medicine linked to the liver. So liver heat, there's too much fire in the body. So how are we going to cool this fire down? So often it's by detoxifying the liver, making sure your bowels are working. So you're not constipated and just fibers and all, all of those various things. Really, when you go, when you look at it from the lens of simplicity, if you just go to the foundation, eat well, move well, sleep well, it's going to change the trajectory of your menopause symptoms. It really is that simple. We overcomplicate everything, but the hot flash is showing up because maybe there was years of insomnia, years of maybe birth control, years of stress, all of these things. So now that you have it, when we reverse engineer, okay, how can I reduce my stress? How can I nourish my body? How can I make sure my bowels are moving? What kind of movement's going to support this? So as we do that, they too start to dissipate. Um, it's funny. People ask me these questions all the time, right? About like anti-aging, losing mm. weight. I'm like, it's so simple. I'm not saying it's easy. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't overeat. Yeah. Get your sleep, drink your water, manage your stress, move more often, use common sense with your food choices. But people are looking for these magic bullets. Yeah. You know, I, I, and then you start to hear, oh, common sense isn't so common. It's like, I think it is. But common sense isn't necessarily easy. And so hearing that message of like, look, it takes work. It takes work to do the things you're talking about. It does, but it's worth it. And you pay for it down the road with the stubborn Mm. belly fat you can't get off, with the horrendous hot flashes, with the night sweats, with the depression or the anxiety or the irritability. And so doing that work right now is going to make such a big difference down the road. Um, you know, you talk about starting your morning the right way mm. uh, and how that can make such a big difference. What does that mean? Yeah. I, I, like when you say start your morning, does that mean like I'm fasting until noon or I'm mm. drinking hot water and lemon or I'm, mm. um, what does that look like? Yeah. So if we imagine when we wake up, all of the various thoughts that show up just within that instant you know, maybe somebody has an alarm clock or not, but as soon as the eyes open, we're already thinking about the to-do list. But what if we woke up in just gratitude? Wow, I get to breathe again. I have another day on this earth. It changes the whole lens through which we're going to see the rest of the day. We put our feet to the ground. Okay, I can feel myself. I'm feeling supported by the earth. Okay, now I'm going to go do my thing and have some sort of ritual, some sort of routine that anchors me into my body so that I can face the world for the rest of the day. So I have a non-negotiable. My morning time is my time. I mean, I've got two young boys. My husband knows if even if they need something, my time is my time. It's a non-negotiable because he knows happy wife equals happy life. And he's seen, right? He's seen what the what could happen when I don't get that time (laughs) to center myself. And sometimes it's it's only 20 minutes. But what I've done is planted a seed in myself that I was worth those 20 minutes. That I am nourishing myself. I'm taking care of myself. And so often it's a workout because I like I movement is my medicine. So I will work out. I will have some hot water. Um, and then I will do a bit of a meditation. I will create a bit of an intention for the day. And then I can step into the day. 
So if we wake up that way, it's going to set up your entire day. And so when stress shows up as it will, that is life. We're going to respond instead of react. I love that. I, since I injured my back, Mm. I wake up and I do breathing exercises, even if it's only for 12 minutes, Mm -hmm. I'll do like three rounds of it and then try to start the day off with like a cold shower, just because I started following the Wim Hof method mm-hmm. is it gave me something I could focus on. Yeah. It's like a feeling of victory already in the morning. And as you were talking about your back body. So one thing I love to um, bring into awareness is in, from a yogic philosophy and shamanic, your back body holds your lineage, right? All, <laughs> all of the women that came before you. Oh, and no. <laughs> sometimes when there's some talk. stress there, <laughs> that that can show up in that physical form you don't find that to be hocus pocus you find Uh, that to be real i i understand it psychologically right my mom calls it um generational trauma so it's like well this mom does this to this daughter then then that Mm -hmm. daughter turns into a mom and then does that i get that i get it psychologically i get marking the epigenome Mm-hmm. I, it's like, well, I had this injury and you change your, your genetics, yeah. which you mm-hmm. pass on. And my yeah. mom's mom had severe back issues, but I, it's like, I never had it. Mm-hmm. My mom has fibromyalgia and I'm like, nope, no. And then, wow, dude. So there's a great book called, um, the secret life of babies. So I, I mentioned it a little bit in the book and it talks about what happens in the womb, right? What kind of stories we're picking up in the womb. And this has all been studied. So they can see that the fetus will change according to its environment. And in its environment is its mother's hormones and the information that it's receiving through that. So again, just going back then, like you were saying, it's the genome, it's, it's all those things. It's the okay. stories that we carry with us and how they manifest with us is going to change. I need those mechanisms to wrap my head around it. But then when many of you explain that, I'm like, well, of course. And the biochemistry is going to shift. This is going to happen. And then once I started understanding when I wrote the six keys about aging and, and, Mm. you know, certain doctors explained to me about how you're literally marking your epigenome and parents that had famine, their offspring had slower metabolisms. I was like, oh my God, you can see the mechanism for it now. And all of the stuff that Eastern medicine and Ayurveda (laughs) and Chinese traditional medicine has been saying for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you, once I could see the mechanism of it, I was like, my God, thousands of years, it all starts to, or be proven, you know, that just. Yeah. And then the logical mind can kind of make sense of it. Right. So yes. we can recognize that this is happening. And there was actually a study done with um, Holocaust survivors and all of their children were born with adrenal insufficiency. So now their starting foundation of how they're adapting to stress has changed. Their hormone story has already changed because of the trauma that the parent had to go through. So it's just, it's so, we're so interlinked. It doesn't have to be our story. We can shift it once there's an awareness which is what right. the whole book is about. Yeah. Yeah. Woman Unleashed, why did you write it? What are they going to get out of it? And where mm-hmm. can they get it? Yeah, thank you. So Woman Unleashed is a book for self-discovery. I wrote it so that you can fall back in love with yourself and understand yourself and know the tools that are available to you and you have the power 
to shift your biology. You have the power to shift your world and your life. You just have to say yes to that. And once you do, you can go to womanunleashedbook.com or drsoniajensen.com. It's at Amazon. It's at Barnes and Nobles. For Canadians, it's at Chapters in Indigo. So it's just giving yourself that, that time to discover who you really are. You are fantastic. Thank you so, so much for your time. Please come back. I could literally talk to you for hours about this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for everything that you do and how you're just empowering the world. So thank you for your gifts. I don't know about that, Doc, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Take it. Receive Empowering it. Empowering the world. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got that. You guys, DrSoniaJensen.com. The book is Woman Unleashed. Go get it now. Now. 